With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Yes, Lombardi Line, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Saints, Bucks, we'll get to that. But I'm going to start with a curveball. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Are you excited? Uh-oh. Are you ready? Are you even prepared for the notion, the idea, the germ of Baker Mayfield ending up in San Francisco with the 49ers? Welcome to the show, Michael Lombardi. Well, it just shows you when people suggest this that nobody watched Carolina tape. Like nobody was watching Carolina because if you watch them play in Carolina, you'd say, wait a minute, Brock, Brock Purdy played better yesterday than Baker Mayfield did in his six starts in Carolina. I'm so serious. Now, in fairness to Baker, he has better pro tape in the yes. past going back to 18 uh, than, than, than any quarterback who's available. But under that logic was the same logic that the – that the Panthers used to sign him, and he's was a major disappointment for them. I'm trolling a little bit, of course, but Baker's going to be waived today by the Carolina Panthers, and we know what happened yesterday. It was a crazy week. I'll just throw some of the big headlines. Of course, uh, Philly was dominant since he continues their climb. Garoppolo out for the rest of the year. He had the tie between the Giants and the Commodores. He had Lamar Hurt. We'll get a timetable on that. There was just plenty. The Raiders pick up a big win as they continue to roll. There's plenty, plenty to get to off a day that was... Like, if I just asked you about yesterday, what is the first thing that pops to your mind? Well, I mean, obviously, Garoppolo quarterback. And how everybody's going to write off San Francisco. And everybody's memory is so short. 1972, Bob Greasy gets hurt. Earl Morrow comes in. Leads them into the playoffs. Greasy plays the Super Bowl. They win 14-7 behind a really good defense, the no-name defense, and a running game. Now, I know the game was different then. 1989, you know, Jeff Hostetler replaces Phil Simms. Yep. More experience. Defense, kicking game, manage the game. They win a Super Bowl. So, you know, and then Nick Falk comes in for Carson Wentz, and they win. So this is – it's not like it hasn't happened. Now – a rookie is, is is a little bit hard, but I'll say this to you, Patrick. When I heard that they signed Josh Johnson, my first reaction was, I bet you Josh Johnson's the best quarterback on Denver's team. I like Josh Johnson. I know he was I'm, good I'm, this probably, summer. He he was very good. He's this is gonna be his fifteenth team, but Johnson with Shanahan, I think they can do something. Oh, let's start with Purdy. 25 of 37, 210, two touchdowns. 
Defenses will start to figure him out. That was a nice story. But I think Johnson could manage this offense. You know, I, I thought he did a really good job in the summer. When he was – I was Agreed. watching him this summer against Buffalo, you know, and and I thought, oh, my, he did a really good job. You know, he kind of came in there and he looked like – well, of course he should because he's a veteran guy. You know, he was – he threw the ball down the field. He had, you know, two touchdown passes. I mean, he had 63 passing attempts. God knows he didn't play Russell. But I was just probably thinking this when I heard it. I said, I bet if I was watching Denver practice tape, I would think – Josh Johnson was Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson was Josh yeah, Johnson. No, that's a good point. No, it's a good point. You know, and they signed, and so, them, they signed them with the quickness, too, Michael. So, you know, that meant Shanahan in the front office they, that he was a, he was number one on their list. If anything goes wrong here, we can win with this guy. Right? right. And so they got it. And so now he's on their roster for three weeks, right? He'll replace Garoppolo for three weeks. Does that mean they'll claim Baker Mayfield? I doubt it. Why would they? I mean, why would they claim him? Who's going to beat him to him? Who's taking on? I think he's got like a million four of salary left, right? So Baker Mayfield got a ten million dollar bonus from the Brownies. Then he's paid. He's getting paid four million by the Bucks by the Panthers with three million in incentives. So that was how he made up the money. But the four million is all that counts right now. And so he has five eighteenths of that four one point one million that the Forty ers would owe him if he if they claimed him. Whereas you could just say, okay, I'll put you in for a minimum contract. Here you go. And it offsets based on the contract. I'm thinking maybe, Michael, it was four years ago. Johnson stepped in for Washington. They were the Redskins at the time and actually played really well. I mean, he had an extended period of starts and played well. He can play and he's still athletic. You mentioned Denver in the pre has a good arm. There's a reason 15 teams have said, yeah, you know what? Let's give this guy. He's, he's, he's a good guy to have on the roster. I just think... That offense is loaded. You know they can run the ball with the Shanahan run scheme. Right. I, I think it's going to be Johnson. I think it eventually will be. Yeah, there's no doubt, right? And he's got a better arm. I mean, we saw Purdy's lack of arm power yeah, affect him. And I think evident. it's going to affect him as it goes forward. People are going to sit on routes. They're not going to. But look, the Niners' formula is not changing. I mean, Femi and I were talking on the podcast. I think they threw 18, 16 passes in the Packer game or, or in, the, in the Minnesota game. And they threw 11 in the Packer game and went to the Super Bowl. Think about that, right? The last time they went to the Super Bowl, they didn't throw it over 20 times in either game. They're going to run the ball, play good defense. They've got to play really well in the kicking game. You know, football's a three-facet game. Offense, defense, kicking game. And if you can control field position with your kicking game, you know, and play on a short field with a young quarterback and have run the ball and have these skill players that they have. McCaffrey is very good yards after the catch. Debo, great yards after the catch. Kittle, yards after the catch. Ayuk, yards after the I mean, they have a yards after the catch team. All they need is somebody who's not going to mess it up, not going to turn it over. And, you know, to me, I think Josh Johnson could do it. I know this. Josh Johnson this summer was better than Baker Mayfield. Good point. Yeah, Garoppolo, the story, his efficiency was tremendous this year. He's completing over 67%, but the touchdown to pick ratio, 16 to 4. He was 7 and 3 in his starts. And, uh, immediately you're going to go to what Shanahan's done with him and what he's done without him. With him at the 49ers, Shanahan's 42 and 19 with Garoppolo. Without him, he's 9 and 29. So that is uh, that it, it, it's a bummer for Garoppolo, who's run into these hard breaks in his career, the broken foot. Uh, but they move on. They have to. You could you could hear it in Shanahan's voice after the game. He's like, I haven't talked to him. It's not good. We're going to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, and look, he went right for it, and they knew who they wanted, and this kid fits yeah. what they do. 
They're going to move him around the pocket. And, and Kyle's smart enough to game plan to then say, okay, here's how we're going to have to win. They're going to win with defense. I mean, look, that game was 7 to nothing when Garoppolo got hurt. And they ended up scoring 33 points against Miami and dominated the game. I mean, uh, you know, Miami makes a couple plays. But other than that, I mean, that, uh, by the way, I asked Femi this. He, uh-huh. he lied to me. But I asked Femi if he's, if he's going to hold on to his MVP ticket for, for Tua. I know he has one. He won't admit it. I know you don't have one. but Well, he's know, dipped. I, he's dipped, by what the did way. Tua is now 12-1. Tell me to what one. he dipped to. Oh, okay, my. so Mahomes See, is plus, the, hold on. It's Mah- the greatest scam of all time. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Mahomes it's the greatest is plus 125. Hurts <laughs> is plus 175. Burrow's 6-1. to one, And our boy Tua, or Femi's boy Tua, has dipped to 12-1. to one. Go ahead. It's the greatest scam. I mean, it's this is. I mean, like, let's just put it out there. Oh, we got liability on MVP Mitch. Tua, people are betting Tua for MVP. Look at the number. You got to play it. Oh, my God, it's a great number. Come on, please. I mean, the first play of the game, Patrick, the very first play of the game, when they motion Tyreek Hill across the formation, and it kind of forms like a little bit of a stack, and Tyreek starts to run down the seam, and you see the two Niners guys just run with him. They're scared to death of him. And Setfield lines up, just goes down the just goes down the inside, and he catches an eight yard pass and takes it to the house. That's nothing to do with McDaniel. That's nothing to do with Tua. That's everything to do with them being scared to death of Tyreek Hill. That's what makes them go. The Tua lovers and Femi, that's you included. I think Femi loves Fields too. He claims Fields, he's Femi, not. Femi's he's got cl- something with the with the underdog quarterbacks here. He um, claims he's not. Okay, well. The Tua lovers would have to admit that wasn't a bad performance by Tua. That was a dismal performance. If you take you away the long, the, st- if, I, if you, I've if you got take no away tweets the from the experts today. I've got no tweets from the guys in the basement in Des Moines telling me what an idiot I am. That Tua, you know, I mean, come on, like seriously, he's throwing pop fly. Anyway, the guys are when he does connect, they're wide open. Accuracy is supposed to be his calling card. He wasn't accurate. You take away he the big fa- strike. They to start made him the play game. fast yesterday, Patrick. They, they made did. Him play you could fast. tell he felt rushed. You could tell he looked rushed. Mm-hmm. You know, look. Do you think somebody? Do you think somebody will claim Baker Mayfield? And I, 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 I actually don't. I, you I know can't why? see how they would. I just because I think it, it, and I don't think Baker's a bad person, but there's a lot that comes with it. So you're sitting here heading into week 14. Are you just going to add it? Why, why would you add that? Why do you want that? I mean, you look, don't want it. If you're Houston, he's better than any guy you're playing with. He's had a better, let me put it this way. But what he's, are you trying to accomplish better, if you're Houston? I don't know. I mean, maybe to look respectable. I mean, you gave up a fumble on a quarterback sneak. You gave oh, up a yeah. punt return. And you gave up an interception off a screen. You know, did I tell you? I don't know if you know this, but I, when I was watching it, Lovey Smith, since he left Tampa, he had two, his last two years in Tampa, he was two and fourteen and six and ten. Then he went to Illinois for four or five years, and then this year he's twenty six seven three and one as a head coach. The last oh no, eight he's years. it's fascinating what he's done, and and good for, and God bless him. But you losing that Houston game was the biggest disaster of all time. You know how they scored their touchdowns: punt, return, fumble, pick it up, return it, a, an interception. Cleveland didn't do. Anything offensively, like literally, Deshaun was the they worst were, quarterback. It was on exactly kind of how I thought the game would go. Like I, I on Russo, I thought the game would go that way. I just didn't anticipate them to shoot themselves in the foot as bad as they did. But they're the Houston. That's on me. They're the Houston Texans. They make a living shooting themselves in the foot.
But to come back to your question, who would claim him? Who would claim Baker? My point is, if it's week four, maybe, but you're week 14, are you going to bring Baker? Are you going to bring the commercials? Are you going to bring the drama? And you don't have good tape on him this year. What's the point? Yeah, if, if you're bringing him, you're not watching tape. I mean, if you're San Francisco and you bring him, you're saying, look, it's an insurance policy. We'll just have him. And for a million dollars, is it worth it? Maybe it is. I don't know. But there's no tape that you watch this year and think, oh, wow, he's pretty good. I'm just telling you, Bruce, I mean, Bryce Purdy played better yesterday than Baker played in the six games he started. 100%. That's a, that's, we should frame that and put it on a wall. The problem is when you bring Baker in, it's not just, hey, Baker Mayfield's here. Maybe we'll use him. When you bring him, the pressure becomes, of course, you have to play him. It's just too much. There's too much baggage yeah. that comes with it. Okay, when we come back, Philly made a statement against the Titans we'll discuss. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, of course, the Lombardi Line is brought to you by BetMGMs, the king of sportsbooks. Remember, they've reconfigured their app. It's tremendous for in-game bettors. But also, if you're in Vegas, stop by an MGM property, bring your Nevada State-issued ID, and you're ready to go within minutes. you got to be 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER, if you have an issue. Okay, we got you back here. We're just talking to Stephen Bond. Stephen Bond has done a tremendous job producing not just the Lombardi Line, but... The GM Shuffle, which is up on Mondays and Thursdays, of course. Uh, and Steven's going to be off to take on a new venture. So we appreciate his effort over the last year and a half or so. Thank you to Stephen Bond. Um, now, as we come back here, Michael Lombardi, uh, yes. I teased Philly. And the reason I did it wasn't to troll, but I did tease Philly. I told you now your second betting favorite hurts at plus 175 MVP. 380 through the air, three touchdowns, no picks, one rushing touchdown. That was a pretty damn good performance against a team that you got to you gotta pack a big lunch to take on this Rabel team. A nice performance from Philly there. You know, I, I think what, what it proved to me yesterday was that Philly can play left-handed. And you got to like Philly's strategy going in the game. They knew that to run their six-back offense, 
was going to be challenging, especially with the strength of Tennessee's defense. The weakness of Tennessee's defense is their secondary, the outside, the corners. And they were able to attack that. And they knew if they got the lead on Tennessee that it would become hard for Tennessee to play with them. And they did. And, and they went right to it. And their defense rallied. Their defense played really well. They stopped Derrick Henry from ever, ever getting going. They couldn't make a play. And they put the pressure on Tannehill in the passing game of Tennessee, which is not how they want to play, and they extended it. I think it was a great win for Philly. It was a symbolic win in the sense that they proved they can play left-handed. And this kid, who we've all doubted whether he can throw the ball from the pocket, threw it well from the pocket yesterday. He's been a bit of a revelation. I mean, it's not a revelation. I mean, remember, this was somebody that was benched in college. He he just, I think a lot of the Jalen Hurts conversation starts with his character. I know that sounds crazy because he's putting up insane numbers, but there is a, there's, a gal, there's certain people that have that galvanizing effect, and you can see it when you're watching Hurts with his teammates. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I think, too, the other thing is, is, see, when he can throw the ball when he's in front, it's a lot different than throwing the ball when you're behind. Because, you know, when you're Philadelphia, you're worried about the running game. You're worried about them running the football. So Philly's approach yesterday I thought was outstanding. They basically just took their play-action pass game and they manipulated it to where they had a lot of easy throws. And this kid was able to throw the ball 39 times. And their offensive line, which is the best part of their team, was able to protect and give him the time he needed to make the throws, and he did. You know, he threw. He had 18 targets between between AJ Brown and Smith. You know, and he connected on 13 of them. Both guys had over 100 yards. They made plays, three touchdowns, and so I, I think you got to correct, uh, really credit Nick Sirianni for the approach that he took to this game. It was the right approach. Instead of trying to run it down their throat, I mean, Hurts only carried the ball five times in a the game. They yeah. basically only ran the ball 24 times. I mean, they just and they only averaged 2.8 a carry. I mean, they no, it's that was very, but it was very Belichickian where we said, okay, why are we going to try to run it when we could throw it on these guys? And they did. It's a, it's, listen, it's a statement win, no doubt. You, you just it really nailed was. it. And, and how about the defense? I mean, they held the Titans to, what, 209 yards, 11 carries for Henry, 30 yards. They sacked Tannehill six times. I mean, maybe that's a little overlooked because what we do is we talk about Hurts. That's the general conversation. It goes to offense. But their defense has been awesome. Well, the, this week it was. In the past, they, people have been able to run the ball. And what I thought Fair. they did was they strategized and said, okay, we're not going to let you run the Washington game plan on us, right? No more. We're not doing that anymore, okay? You're going to come in here, and you're going to have to play from bottom. We're going to take this game over. And they did. You know, and they were able to convert third down. Even though they weren't great on third down, they were able to keep the ball, and they put the ball in the end zone. They had, they had, they had 11 drives. They had five punts and five touchdowns. That's pretty impressive. It's pretty damn impressive. Organizationally, we know Philly does things a little differently, so it's hard to judge Sirianni. I will tell you, I became a Sirianni fan when he did that in Indy, when he stood up for Frank Reich. I thought that was yeah. pretty – you saw that, right? Yeah, he, when he stood up yeah, and yelled I mean, at the fans that Frank, was Frank. Frank Reich took a beating last night. I mean, he just – poor Frank. I hope he didn't watch Monday Night Football. Everything that was wrong with the Colts was Frank Reich. And, and Jeff's come in to fix it all. Yeah, well, I, I noticed on the broadcast yesterday, it's hard to be Frank Reich because – the person that follows you when it's Don Shula, it's tough, yeah, right? Mean, when you're overshadowed yeah, and, and by he such fixed a luminary. All those protections, you know, uh, according to you know, when Makai Parsons is in the A gap, it alerts everybody to just everybody runs to block him. Like nobody has rules in the offensive line, 
like okay, like when you make you know like it, it, people act like oh it's Makai Parsons we have to we have to everybody has to block him that's the way they make it seem on television no no somebody made a somebody made a wrong call it, 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 nobody counts it as oh that's Makai that's a offense that's a defensive tap we're counting him as a down guy he's in the A gap we slide it's so bad it's so bad. Speaking of which, Sunday night was a snoozer. But if you like points, I, by the way, the I think the team total for the Dolphins, excuse me, for the Cowboys, I'll look it up. Maybe it was 31 and a half. They scored 54. Indy puts up 19. This number closed Dallas quarter, 11. In the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. I mean, 11, 11 and a half. That total is 44 and a half. Uh, this Dallas offense is starting to do some stuff, man. They were putting up stats yeah. yesterday that we already knew, but this is a nice little five-game run of just absolute efficiency from this offense. Yeah, I mean, look, and when when Zeke's running like he was running, I thought Zeke had a little bit more gas in his tank last year. Like a little, looked a little quicker. He did. You know? He looked a little quicker to me. He looked like he had some burst to him, you know. And look, the cow. I thought the Cowboys screwed up the end of the half. I thought they really made a horrible mistake. I mean, they get the ball back. With 147 to go in the half, they know they know the Colts get the ball to start, and they throw three incomplete passes, and they're punting the ball back with 130 to go. They waste 17 seconds. They took no time off the clock. And see, this is where, of course, it wasn't talked about on the broadcast, but this is where, you know, this is where a head coach steps in. We we get the ball back with 119. We are going to get the ball to start the half. Okay, we have two timeouts. We have the ball in our own 27. Like, for us to come out here and just start throwing it and putting pressure on our offensive line is wrong. So you got to start the clock there. Run the ball there. See if we can get one first down before we go. Like, everybody thinks we have to go into two-minute. You're not able to be in two-minute if you're the Colts. You can't change who you're playing. you got to stay within your offense. And naturally, five plays later, interception, touchdown. Yep. Yep. Well, Or, I mean, interception, I mean, what, they, you get it to the what? Where do you bring it to the Interception, but... I mean, it was right down. But you just said it. They were in it. 21-19 headed into the fourth. And then the right. Cowboys put up the highest scoring fourth quarter in franchise and history and dropped 33 over. on I mean, them. Then they just start, they they start turning the ball over. Ball. Yeah. You know, it's, it's 28-19 you know, and they get the ball back and they throw a screen and Cox fumbles the ball. Next thing you know, he picks it up. He's in the end zone. Then they get it back again. They get throw another intercept. Like, it's hard to, it's hard to play that way, you know, you have to stay attached, and and into the third quarter they were attached. Did we lose you, Patrick? Michael, you got me. I, I got I'm you, here. Patrick. We thought we lost you for a second there. I just was saying we got to stay attached into the third, into the fourth quarter because you know the one thing about the Colts and some of these bad teams, you can't afford to play outside your comfort zone. Tennessee had to play outside their comfort zone against Philadelphia, and it, and it didn't look good. And when you got this game into the fourth quarter, at least it was 20, 28, 19. You run a screen. You think, okay, we're fine. We're going to move the ball. You know, and then you fumble. Now it's, now it's 34, 19, and you turn it over again. Game's over. You brought up Zeke a lot because Pollard's been kind of catching the, you know, the attention. But when, they ha when you have both of them running like they were yesterday, they both rush for more than seven yards. And Zeke looks a little skinnier to me. I don't know. Has something to do with it, but that one-two punch with them, also the weapons they have outside, it's a dangerous offense. It really is, and if and if Dak doesn't turn this ball over and protects it better, you know, it's a horrible interception to Stephen 
even to Gilmore. I mean, that was a bad interception. You know, he, the guy, he threw it, and he knew the guy wasn't open. I mean, that was just taking, taking a chance he shouldn't have taken. But they got to protect the ball. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't overly impressed. I thought the Colts could run the ball a little bit on him. And I thought the Colts could kind of stay with them. They did. They scored on the first two drives of the game. I don't think Dallas played their A game. I got to say that. So that wasn't their A game. I, I don't think it was. But offensively, I don't. I mean, defensively, I meant. I don't think it was their A game. And, and I, you know, this whole conversation, well, they're going to have to pay big money for Odell. Like, is anybody paying attention? Like, can Odell pass a physical? Can he, can he even get out there and compete? Like, like they make us all. They got to Chris. They got to pay big money for Odell. Like, wait a minute. Who's you know? Some people tell me he's not a hundred percent healthy yet. That he may not even be ready this year. Well, can he get on the flight and make it to Dallas for the physical? Is the question. Jerry's There's a lot going get, on with Odell. They're, they're not going to get bluffed by that. I mean, unless he can. I mean, everybody just assumes the name from the past is the name from to the present. It's not. Yeah, 100%. You and I were discussing the AFC matchup in Cincinnati yesterday. It paid off. 27-24, a winner for Cincy. Remember, Kansas City closed two and a half at Cincy. When we come back, we'll discuss it. It's the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, of course, the GM Shuffle, you can find it over at vsin.com. Stay up to date with free VSIN podcasts. You see it right there on the right, next to our buddy Gil. Morning Bets is in the middle. Where's Whale Capper? You got all the podcasts up there, vsin.com slash podcasts. Make sure you check them out. You got the college football one, which was a big hit this season. You got the NFL podcast with our buddy Mike Palm and Danny Burke. You got GM Shuffle, as I mentioned. They're all free. Go to vcin.com slash podcasts as we welcome you back. Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher here as we keep it going. Mahomes is still your favorite to win the MVP. However, remember, Joe Burrow made an appearance in your top five in your Lombardi look ahead as far as the quarterbacks. And he was awesome in the game. I, that was just a very, I don't know if you had a chance to see it because yeah, the I Raiders did. were playing at the same time, but that was uh, about as entertaining as it gets. This number closed two and a half with Kansas City, Cincinnati, a 27 24 winner. Yeah, I mean, look, Cincinnati did exactly, I thought, unlike what Indianapolis was doing, Cincinnati played the script you how you have to play it. You cannot give the Chiefs 12 possessions. You got to give, they had eight, right? They had eight possessions in the game, and you've got to be able to control the ball. And more importantly than anything, you've got to score in the fourth quarter. You've got to, put the, you've got to be able to add to your lead. You've got to score in the fourth quarter. If you don't, Kansas City's going to score. So the, the, when you break it down, the Bengals had 28 plays in the fourth quarter. They got 10 first downs and scored 10 points. Meanwhile, the Chiefs had the ball twice in the fourth quarter. They had two drives. They had 12 plays, three first downs, a fumble, and a missed field goal. There's the game. And really, it's a closer game than you think, Patrick, because when you break it down, the Bengals are three for seven. They had eight drives. They got in the red zone seven times. 
My apologies to Thomas Gable. And by the way, Thomas Gable joins us, Michael Lombardi. Did you know that he was 3-0 and in college basketball yesterday? So if you I know add up his I, I, last... I know, I know how good he is in college basketball because everybody, when I'm at the Borgata, they want to know, what's the Des Moines play? What's a Des Moines play? I get it every day. <laughs> he's 5-1 five, he's five and one over his last six. And by the way, the winners uh, have been winning by a pretty considerable margin. Congratulations, Thomas. I know you hate it when we embarrass you, but how you doing? Hey, that... Great, Patrick. That's uh, <laughs> not really important today. <laughs> what I do want to say, though, I do want to say uh, thank you and good luck to Stephen Bond. I know he's uh, he's moving on from Beeson, so uh, that's that's the important message for today. Yeah, well, we we will we will have a proper send off for Stephen at the end, but the time is now for you to shine. I sent your picks today over to Bill Ad. So those that got mad at me on the broadcast yesterday because I said I was keeping Thomas Gable's picks, they're going to be up over at Veasan.com. So congratulations, my friend. Uh, our congratulations in order for how the book did on a busy NFL Sunday. Uh, well, we kept our head above water. I'll say that it was uh, it was a back and forth day. We the early slate was pretty good. We were in pretty good shape after that. And we found ourselves actually in an unusual position for us, at least, that we needed the Eagles, the Giants, and the Jets. And typically, we don't need all three of those teams uh, in the same day. So uh, we, we found ourselves in that spot yesterday, uh, the Eagles being the biggest one. We, we took a pretty big bet on the Titans there. And obviously, the Eagles uh, really, I, I thought, were very, very impressive. Jalen Hurts played a great game. Um, A.J. Brown had a fantastic game, as well as uh, the defense showed up. And, you know, I I was one who I was a little skeptical on the, the Philly defense, especially stopping Derrick Henry. But also the the other big thing, they, they lost uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, their safety, uh, last week, uh, last Sunday night with that lacerated kidney. And he had, you know, he was the league leader in interceptions uh, with six. So, he was a big reason why they were the, the takeaway leader in the NFL. So I, I thought they were going to um, struggle a little bit, but, but kudos to the Eagles. Uh, they they really um, came to play yesterday. Obviously, the Giants uh, ended up working out in the tie for us. We were able to scoop uh, the commander spread money. And um, obviously, the Jets didn't come through there. But uh, And the Vikings, I'll say this, aside from just the full game, the Vikings' first half, Everybody was on the Vikings first half spread money line, the over. Uh, so we kind of we took it on the chin there in the first half of that game for sure. But uh, you know the early slate we came out in decent shape. The the later slate was not so good at all. Um, the uh, the Forty Niners was uh, pretty costly for us. The the biggest game, the biggest loser for us was, was the Raiders. I mean, the Chargers jumped out to a ten nothing lead there. And uh, Raiders give them credit. They uh, they use the weapons that they had to great advantage. Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, tremendous games from them. And um, the uh, the Bengals actually we, we ended up meeting the Chiefs and uh, the Bengals. Uh, obviously, we had a lot of parlay liability tied to them, so that didn't work out so well. Went into the night game with the Colts and Cowboys, and. Ended up taking that half a million dollar bet on the Colts a little bit before kickoff there, wow. and Ooh, plus eleven and a half. So obviously that kind of turned the day around for us. So it came out ahead for the day, uh, but it was it was back and forth for sure. A lot of right, a lot of big, a lot of big bets in here, but uh, we came out ahead. 
You know, it's funny you say that. Uh, so when you're when you're when you're down twenty-one to nineteen, and of course he has to go for two instead of just kicking the extra point. But just say you know it's t- you're twenty-one twenty. You're thinking, okay, I got eleven. You know, if the Cowboys win this game, they're going to get to thirty. Maybe they'll get to thirty-one. I'm in good shape here, right? Don't you? Isn't that what you're thinking? If you're, wow. you know. For sure, you were for sure. I yeah. mean, even even at the even at the end of the half. And listen, I think the Cowboys batters, and this did not go our way at all. First half, the Cowboys were very lucky to cover that number with that late touchdown there uh, to end the first half. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously that pushed it. Uh, I think they had, the halftime lead was eight at, at that point. But you know, the Colts uh, kept coming at them, and you know, after three quarters, you're thinking, hey, you're in pretty good shape if you have Colts plus eleven and a half. And then it was just, you know, turnover city from there. You you texted Michael and I that you've got a better that's come in and placed some big bets over the past couple of weeks. Obviously, we wouldn't call the better out by name, so anonymous. Um, he was big on the Titans as well, wasn't he? What was his second big bet? Uh, the Steelers. He, he won the Steelers. That was a six-figure decision. Um, so, yeah, he won that one. But uh, he actually hit two... Uh, he had two in the later slate uh, with um, the the Raiders. He was big on the Raiders and um, the the Niners, I believe, as well. He had they won. So, yeah, he had a he had a decent day. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I I you know that that Niner game was kind of bad. I mean, excuse me, the Raider game was you know it was Chargers start the favorite, then it went to the Raiders, then Charger money. It was hard to really get a handle on that one and. You know, let's face it. They spotted them a ten-point lead in the game, and the and the, mm-hmm. and the Raiders end up winning it by seven. So, you know, they 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 did what they had to do. That that I don't know if you could ever trust those char- that Charger defense. That Charger defense might have a lot of Pro Bowl players on it. They don't look like it when they play. Now that's the problem. You you know, not trusting that defense. And to your point, Michael, Chargers open two and a half point favorites. Game closed. They were as two. They were two and a half point dogs uh, when it closed. So uh, obviously the Raiders were taking money all week, and you know I also thought that the Chargers would at least be able to move the ball better on the Raiders' defense uh, with, with Justin Herbert. But uh, you know, again, the Raiders are, are hanging tough in there. How about tonight? Did you open Tampa Bay six, and are you all the way down to three? We're we're at three. We did not open as high as six. We opened four and a half. Uh, so down to three right now. Um, but yeah, the Saints have been taking some money, uh, obviously. So um, you know, right now it looks like we're probably going to be in a position to need Tampa. But uh, you know, Brady's had trouble against the Saints. Uh, you know, history uh, has shown us that New Orleans. No matter how they're necessarily playing overall for the season, they always seem to have Tampa's number, and uh, we'll see if that uh, trend continues here tonight. Yeah, and look, the Bucks are beat up in the secondary. Mike Edwards got a hamstring. Sean Murphy Bunnings got a got a quad. Winfield's got a got an ankle, you know. And then Fournette, Akeem Hicks's foot, Vita Vey's foot. I mean, they're beat up going into it, just like the Saints are beat up. So it's going to be. It'd be interesting. And without worse, the right tackle, I think it's even harder for Brady to feel comfortable and protected. 
I'm going to be a good Michael. I'm going to be a nice guy, Michael Lombardi and Thomas Gable. I'm going to give the Gable picks out on the year right now. The rest of the way, you got to go become a VEASAN subscriber to get the picks. I'm just I'm just saying it right now because these college basketball picks from Gable are money. So you got to go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I'll give you a little taste. He likes Portland Lane 15 and a half tonight. And he likes UMass and Albany over 139 and a half. A short card today from Gable. The rest of the way, you got to go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, Thomas, thank you for that. Thank well, you, TG. Well, you build this up, and they certainly uh, just uh, bet them at see, their own peril. He's, he's, <laughs> getting, see, he's getting nervous now. You just, just keep sending the picks for fun, and we'll keep posting them, and we'll see how you do. My assumption is you'll do very well. Have a great Monday, and good luck tonight. Thanks, TG. Right, have a good one, guys. Okay, we, we will get to uh, the Monday Night Football game at the top of the hour with Michael Lombardi. When we come back, we'll put a bow on Kansas City and Cincinnati. And he had a tie in Jersey with the Commanders and the Giants. We'll get to it. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, first touchdown scorer prop tonight. BetMGM has you covered in the Monday Night Football game. Remember, this is any Monday or Thursday night NFL game. If it loses, you're going to receive up to $25 in free bets. So pick out a first touchdown scorer. If that loses, you could receive up to $25 in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for details or download the app. Got to be 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. I'm just looking, Michael. This is, so, knockout round. Of course, the United States went out when we were live on the air on Saturday. Japan just got beat uh, in penalty kicks by Croatia. So, Croatia advances. Poor Japan. Uh, Croatia advances. Croatia was the runner-up four years ago. Oh, are you? Uh, Yeah, my grandson's got some Croatian in him. Belichick's from Croatia. Yeah, my fa- my I did my, not know uh, this. Yes, and my uh, my daughter in law's father's from Croatia. Yeah, so yeah, I got in fact I got to send him a text and congratulate him. That's awesome. I didn't even know. Bernadette? I can't tell who's playing. I can't tell who's color. I can't tell from the colors who's playing. So, 
Good for them. Good for them. Croatia advances. Like I said, they were runners up to France uh, four years ago. Uh, so we shall follow along. The World Cup continues. Um, okay, so let's hold off at the top of the hour like we do on Mondays. We'll get to Monday Night Football, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. I see threes on the board. I see three and a halfs on the board as well. It's funny, you know, DraftKings is three and a half, Circus three. So that's the difference. Uh, all the difference in the world off that three. I just want to, and, and that was my fault, but I want to put a bow on what you saw from Cincinnati and Kansas City. Just a Fun game. You saw Mahomes. Mahomes was effusive in his praise of Burrow after the game, which I thought was pretty cool. I mean, look, Burrow played great. I mean, Burrow has been playing great. You know, he took six minutes off the clock to put Tennessee away. He dominated the fourth quarter in this game. He made all the throws that he had to make. I mean, you know, he's got, uh, you know, what what did he have? Uh, uh, They had 59 rushes and completions. He only had six incomplete passes the entire day. He protected the football. He was really good on third down, you know, and if and if I don't know what my man Zach Taylor's thinking, but you know, last year when he when he watched that playoff game and Andy Reid turned down those points, it propelled his team to to come make a comeback. This year, he turns down the points at halftime and he was able to withstand it. So great, great strip of the ball on Travis Kelsey. I mean, look, the the, the Chiefs only had the ball twice in the fourth quarter. I mean, the Chiefs only had eight possessions in the game. They only had eight possessions in the game, and and that's going that's the way you have to play them. You're not going to beat the Chiefs playing a doubleheader. You're just not going to do it. You got to limit. They had two possessions in every single quarter. That's all they had. Now the th- the second wow. quarter they had a third possession, but it was really the end of the half, right? So they had they got the ball back with 49 seconds at off of that off of that turnover with uh, from their own seven. So they only had two possessions in every quarter. And that's because Burrow was always in complete control. Look, they only had one three and out in the whole game. I mean, they only punted one time. Both teams only punted once. Both teams had the ball eight drives. You know, the difference in the game was one team missed a field goal and, you know, the other team fumbled and one team fumbled. So two turnovers. So the Bengals, they've won four in a row. They look like a real threat to defend that AFC title, Michael. You have to credit Kansas City. They were they fell down, what, 11 early. You always talk about the importance of Kelsey, and I thought the success starts, and it was yesterday evident, containing Kelsey or limiting his impact is really where you want to start defensively against this Chiefs team. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the Raiders played them really well. Earlier in the year, remember that game? But Kelsey had four touchdown yes. passes in the game, you know, and that killed him. They played him really well in the field, and yet he had four touchdown passes, which killed him. And they were—that's what what they, they played horrible red zone defense. But that's right. I think you have to do it. Make Valdez Scanley make a play, you know. Make Smith Schuster make a play, you know. The, and 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 if you can keep Kelsey from making a 19, 20 yard play, you got a really good chance. So, look, there's you're never going to hold this Kansas City Chief team to 16 points or to 10 points. You got to keep the game in the 20s and you got to have the ball last and you have to score in the fourth quarter. Mahomes is too good. He's so good. He's so good. You, he has I mean and think you about know, this. He, Andy think about this. Andy ran the ball 25 times yesterday. Average 5-5 a carry. He doesn't want to do that. He never wants to do that, but he did. And he only threw it 27 times. You know, and they were they were 6 for 11 on third down. And two for two on fourth down. 
Why do you think he went so run heavy? Because I think that Lou Amaromo was keep wanting him to run it, and they had P- Pachero was go- he was running hard that kid now. He was. I mean, that kid is tough, he, man. He is tough now. He was running hard in there, and you know, and and it, you know, you you know, at some point, unlike what the Jets did, you can't put a fifty pass game on a quarterback, no matter who he is, on the road, unless you get behind. Like Mike White having to having to dial it up fifty times is a recipe for a disaster. We said it on the show yesterday. Mike White had eight interceptions and three starts. Like people forgot that he turns the ball over. Uh, you know, I mean, he's he's not prone to not making mistakes. You put the ball in his hand fifty. T- I mean, the Jets averaged five yards a carry against Minnesota, but they didn't run it enough. They put the game in Mike White's hands. Well, you say, well, they got behind. No, I think when you're playing with Mike White, I don't care what the score is. You got to keep playing with who you are. You can't just turn that thing over. Okay, let's go there. Minnesota 27-24 winner. They cover the number of three. The Jets lost on Sunday after going one for six in the red zone. White was solid, as you mentioned, but he did have those two picks. He's been turnover turnover prone. So now they had an opportunity. And maybe the pass was a little behind there to end the game to Berrios, but they had an opportunity um, right at the end. So there is a little juice with White, but as you mentioned, the inefficiency in the red zone for the Jets was the killer. Look, you know, I said this on the podcast. You know, every team that goes to Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport and they board their team plane and they get ready to head home after playing the Vikings, they all get their sit in their seats, they get their meal, and they all say – you know, we are a better team than that. The Lions said it. You know, they lose 28-24. The Bears said it. They lose 29-22. The Cardinals said it. They lose 34-26. You know, Dallas didn't say it because they beat them. New England said it, and so did the Jets. I mean, you, that plane takes off. You say, how do we lose to those guys? We dominate the game. <laughs> Michael, they're 10-2. and two. How, do you do, how do you explain the underlying metrics for this Minnesota team? They're 10 and freaking 2. They are they are evidence to why I believe in the 19 categories. That's what they are. They're evidence to that. They're re- they played really good in the red zone yesterday, right? Against the Jets, they were the Jets were what one for seven in the red zone yesterday. I got it right here, Patrick. The Jets I mean, one of six. One, one of six. One of six, right? Okay, they're one of six in the red zone. One for three and goal to go. All right, they're three for 16 on third down. Three for 16. They forced him into 16 third downs. And they only converted three of them. Another LaFleur special. That LaFleur family is good on third down, right? And so, and they're two for five (laughs) on fourth down. I mean, it's just, so that's why Minnesota is really understanding situational football, why it matters. It's another game book. They average 4-3 a play, right? They average 4-3 a play. But let's go to the game. So the game is, I think the Jets score to tighten the game up. I think it became a field goal game, right? I think it was, yeah, I want to say, I got it right here, Patrick. They, the Jets made it, the Jets make it, the Jets make it 20 to 15, right? They okay. make it 20 to 15. Five-point game. Right, five-point game. Minnesota, which hasn't done anything since halftime has the only drive of the second half that they need. They go five plays, 75 yards, score a touchdown. Five plays, 75 yards. It's the only time in the second half they didn't punt. It's the only time in the second half they got first down. No, they had one first down otherwise. 
they're timely. I've been saying this all year about Minnesota. They're timely. And then when we look at them, we say they're not very good. Just somehow they timely come up with a play. Seven plays, 75 yards, five first downs, score a touchdown. Get the game how to 27. How do I quantify timeliness? Like the offense was ran red hot and cold the whole entire game. They're 10 and two. Like, I'm just going to ask you bluntly, is Minnesota good? <laughs> they're good at their good situational football team. Are they beatable? <laughs> Absolutely. They're the best team in the AFC East. They've beaten every one of them. It's fascinating. They're going to easily win their division. But you, you you get amongst professional betters. They're the and TCU. They, just, they literally they're the think TCU. They're, they're the TCU of pro football. I mean, they're going to go to the playoffs. They're going to go to the playoffs and they'll go play Washington and they'll be a dog or something. You know, they'll go <laughs> play be a dog at home. <laughs> yeah, they'll be a dog at home. Like like TCU, they'll just. I mean, they just find a way to make a play here and there. I I, I mean, this one drive in the they're, second half. They had one drive in the second half. One. Minnesota is 10 and 2. If you talk to professional betters, you'd think they're 2 and 10. That there's such a mirage. It really is a, a wild team. They're the 50% number off is third falling. <laughs> the number is falling in Tampa. Michael Lombardi's take on Monday night next. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 